Welcome to the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show, 20 minutes or less of power-packed strategy to disrupt your thinking, elevate your mindset, and help you scale your sales online. I'm Kelly Roach, former NFL cheerleader and Fortune 500 executive turned eight-figure entrepreneur. Let's go. Well, hey, 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 and welcome back, everybody. This is the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show, and I am fired up to have some of my most awesome, amazing clients with me here today. Steph, welcome to the show. Thanks, Kelly. So honored to be here. I'm so happy to have you on. And uh, I know we're just kind of waiting for everybody to join here, but um, for for all the folks that are just getting to know you, um, why don't you introduce yourself, tell a little bit about your business and, and some of the success that you've been having recently, which has been absolutely awesome to get to witness. Absolutely. Thanks, Kelly. I appreciate that. Yeah. So my name is Steph Weber. I'm a brand coach and marketing strategist that helps women entrepreneurs create a brand that captivates and converts so that they can go out and disrupt their industry and ultimately build their legacy, whatever that looks like for them. Um, this has been a crazy wild ride of 2020. Um, since joining the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Program, I have left my full-time job and since May 19th, I have done 150K in sales, which has been crazy. I mean, just mind blowing and so exciting. So we're, we're out here inspiring entrepreneurs every day. And I think that that's the thing that I get to, I like, I love doing that. I get to do that every day in my business and I get to be surrounded by entrepreneurs and there's just a lot of good energy. So it's, it's a positive thing. Yes, for sure. You have the UE energy, the unstoppable energy for sure. And uh, I know just for everybody, as you're dialing in, we're going to do some awesome Q&A today. And uh, Steph is going to be our, our first session. And she's going to ask her question in just a moment. But let's talk a little bit about the unstoppable mindset, because you have been one of the people in 2020 who have completely just transformed your business. You're growing like crazy. You've really taken the market by storm. And I'm really trying to scream from the rooftops everywhere I can to say, you can grow and you can grow in leaps and bounds. 2020 is not over. There's endless possibility, endless opportunity if you choose to be unstoppable. So Steph, what do you feel like that unstoppable mindset looked like for you? And why do you think, obviously you did the work, we know that for sure, but it is a mindset. So what has your approach to 2020 been and how do you think you were able to generate the results that you have, even despite all the craziness all around us from every angle? That's a great question, Kelly. So let me take you back to March of 2020 when the world kind of went crazy and we were all like, what do we do? I like to write a letter from my future self to my present self at the beginning of every year. So I'm sitting down and I'm reading this letter going, I don't know if I'm going to hit these goals. I don't know if this is really going to happen. And my mindset was not in a great place at that time. And I come into the live lunch method workshop that you host and I'm going through that and I'm is it that like I'm going to have to make a decision here if I want to take things to the next level I'm going to have to bet on myself I'm going to have to bet on myself I'm going to have to bet on my future clients and I joined the program during a month where I had no clients on my books Kelly like no I had I had no income coming in from the business and I knew that what was required of me to get to the next level was going to be betting on myself, was going to be putting in the work and was ultimately going to be taking a leap and taking a risk to improve and to get to where I wanted to go. And so I, I, now I look at those goals and I laugh because they are, I've, I've surpassed them by double, almost triple 
from what they were. And so it's just when you come in and you give yourself no other options and you bet on yourself and you're willing to take the risk and you're willing to show up wholeheartedly, both for yourself, but also for the impact that you make in the world. And that's what it always goes back to for me. I show up and I do the work because I have clients that depend on me and because I believe in the impact that they're making and I believe in the impact that the Weber Co. as a whole can make. And when I show up from that place and I show up from the place of, my vision of where this company is going and where I want to take this and what my future looks like and the future of my clients, that's where momentum happens. And I'm constantly focused on that place, not so much in the like, what are, as entrepreneurs, we're going to have roadblocks that get thrown up in front of us all day long. You have to be able to get past those. You have to be able to walk around them. And that was most of 2020. (laughs) Yes, all of 2020 for sure. But yeah, I I think that mindset is everything. And it's been so, so exciting to watch your journey transform. And it it is, it's coming to that place where it's like, you know what, I I know I'm going to have to do something different and I have to put myself in that space. And, and it is, it's betting on yourself without a guarantee. I always say, because I think the thing that really causes people to struggle is, And it it can be with anything, whether it's showing up on social media, doing live video, right? Um, Pitching themselves for an opportunity that they really want. Like you want to go into it knowing you're going to succeed. And the whole thing with entrepreneurship is like, you don't, get that promise or that guarantee with anything. And so I love that you highlighted that and and that energy just flows from you so, so much. We are so lucky to have you in our community. And I appreciate you bringing that energy to 2020. And I appreciate all the clients in UE that bring that energy because I do feel like that that momentum of, of everyone kind of being united in agreement, like, you know, you can choose to create your own economy or you can choose to live in theirs. And we kind of all agree, like we need to create our own economy, right? Well, I knew you came on the show today with a specific question. So why don't you share what that is and let's dig in. So I can clearly close clients, Kelly. I mean, I, I can close and during a launch, I'm on fire. Like in my launches, that is my sweet spot and I can close all day long. But the majority of my sales from 2020 have been during launch, which while that's great, it is so important to make sure that we are selling outside of just those times when we are launching. Launches are great for those, you know, like, you're multiplying so much during a short amount of time, which is awesome. But I want to make sure that the momentum continues. And Kelly, for me, getting on sales calls is like one of my least favorite things to do as a business owner, just to be honest, but necessary, necessary. And I need to, I need to have this skill in my back pocket and I need to be able to close on the call. And when I get to that money objection, I need to be able to overcome that. So that's really my question for you today, Kelly, is how can I successfully close more clients, A, on the call, and B, when they get to that money objection, like overcoming that in the biggest and best way possible, because I get, I get, I get that. And then I go, oh, and I, it's like this weird thing happens. I don't even know how to handle it. So yeah, yeah, for sure. And this is a really funny phenomenon that like, when you learn to sell and launch, all of a sudden, it seems like it's hard to sell outside a launch. And I think it's because the momentum of launch carries the sale. You don't really have to sell and launch because you already sold them on your live video. They're already sold, right? So when we are selling outside of launch, once we're already having success in launch, it requires our brain to like switch into a whole new gear, right? We have to kind of wipe the slate clean. And this is the biggest thing. And I had this talk with my sales team a couple of weeks ago, and, and I've seen such a huge mindset shift, even in our own company. When we look at going to market and selling outside of launch, to us, we have a mindset that, okay, we're selling outside of launch. 
I have to create urgency. I have to create scarcity. I have to figure out how I'm going to get this person to drop this money right here, right now. And there's not like this big event going on. And what we have to remember is that that person's urgency to get that solution is not impacted in any way, shape or form by our operating reality of the fact that we just so happen to be outside of launch. So what happens is we show up for that call very differently because we don't have that certainty and that energy and that wild, crazy confidence of launch. And all of a sudden we're on our heels. Like I have to convince this person as to why this is urgent. I have to convince this person as to why they should drop $20,000 right now to work with me. There's no event going on. There's no reason to buy now. And it's almost like you're projecting your operating reality of I'm outside of launch onto someone who that has nothing to do whatsoever with their world. Does that make sense, Steph? Yeah, it totally does. And I'm thinking, I'm thinking back to sales calls even from the last month because I'm in a, I was in a launch month in September for November, and now I'm not, in October. I wasn't, and I'm thinking back to calls going. Yeah, I definitely did do that. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, that that's exactly it. The second that you shift that mindset to like this person's need and desire to want to show up with confidence in the world and brand their business the right way and to be able to get paid for what they do is not impacted by when your last launch date was. The yeah. only thing that's impacted is your mindset. So when that's coming up for you, especially someone like you, Steph, that kills it, like you clearly know how to sell, you know for a fact that when you're having that come up over and over again outside of launch, it's your mindset, not theirs. Does that make sense? Yes, it totally does. Yeah. Yep. So a big thing to remember, and this is for everyone listening, a big thing to remember is when you are selling outside of launch, you want to create the perfect intersection of the moment that you're getting someone on that call needs to be the moment that it already is urgent for them, right? And this comes over time. Like your business is so new stuff that you're getting people on sales calls probably because you're really good at sales and because you're great at marketing. But you may not be getting people on the call that it is completely urgent to them right now to spend this money. And that's why that's coming up. It has nothing to do with pricing. It has nothing to do with sales ability. It's you're good at getting people on a call, but it's like, are you looking at the intersection of their operating reality and getting them on the call at the moment that they're expressing to you, this is urgent and this needs a change for me right now? Yeah. Or are you just really good at getting people on calls? So you're like getting people on calls and it's like, yeah, maybe now is that moment for them and maybe it's not. And maybe that's coming out on the calls. Does that make sense? Totally does. Yep. It absolutely does. And I'm thinking back to, to like that, that really comes from qualifying leads, right? Yes. And really staying yes. crystal clear on, is this urgent? Is this, and that maybe that's, maybe that's like the root cause of my issue is really that qualifying process because I'm just like, book the calls, get, yeah. the calls, get them on the call, you know? And, and yeah. And part of that is just timing because your business is so new, right? So like when you get to the point stuff where you have people that you've actually built a relationship with like six months, nine months, a year, and you're constantly funneling people into conversations, you are getting them on a call at the exact moment it's urgent for them. It's an intersection. It's very natural and organic. They're selling themselves on the phone versus you trying to sell them 
right? And so that's that's the flip. So I would put a little bit more focus and energy on the qualifying, but also on understanding the timeline that is urgent for them. So when I was selling and when I used to sell for myself in the business, when I was going to get someone on a consultation before I booked that consultation, I was asking questions like, for example, where do you want to be by when? And what's the reverse engineer in order for that to happen? And, and really having that conversation with them in advance. So we were almost like agreeing already that like, yes, we need to start working together by this time in order for that result to happen. And that's what happens over time of building up those relationships and that time selling so that you really only are getting people on the phone that you already know you're going to close. That's probably why you're not enjoying doing consults that much because you want to work with people that are ready. They're like, have that fireball energy like you do. And if that's not that intersection for them right now, they're not going to have that energy. Mm. Make sense? Yep. It totally does. It totally yeah. does. Yeah. So you might just be in, doing too good of a job getting people excited to do a consult with you. But I think being a little bit more selective about who you're pulling on a call so that the urgency is there. And if it's someone that you really want to work with, that you feel like the urgency isn't there, build a little bit of that urgency before or you get on the call so that once you get on the call, you're already talking timelines, you're already talking action plans. Money is not even a focus. And you're not talking about whether it's in launch or out launch. And you're not thinking of that because that doesn't matter to them. It's all about being in their operating reality, not yours. Yeah. 100%. That makes sense. That's yeah. Is that helpful? Yep. So helpful. Awesome. Thank yeah. you so much for coming on the show. And thank you so much for all of your hard work. We love watching you just go out there and crush it. And I'll meet you back on the inside. Perfect. That sounds Bye. great. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks, Bye. Okay. Take care. Bye. All right. And we have Miss Vanessa up to bat. Hi. How are you doing? <laughs> good. Good. How are you? I'm good. It's lovely to be here. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to have you on the show today. So why don't you, well, first of all, share who you are, what you do, what your business is, and then why don't you share with everybody what your question is that you wanted to talk through tonight? Yeah, sure. So I'm Vanessa. I am a sustainability advocate and the co-founder of Thea. So we work with corporate companies who want to be more environmentally sustainable, but may not know exactly where to get started. So we come in, we run four-week accelerators, and we help them to identify opportunities that are probably right under their nose that are actually going to deliver a triple bottom line to the business. And when I say triple bottom line, I mean profit, people, planet. Um, and so we we help them identify these opportunities, prioritize, scope them, and then test them so that they can prove that sustainable business practice is good for their business. So yeah. That's I love it. Do. Okay. And want <laughs> to share with everyone what your question is that you'd like to unpack together here today. Yeah. So my question is really around that building community and transitioning to a 12-month program. So it's a, a concept that I, I loved about going through live launch with you last week. I'm brand new to UE, so <laughs> I just learned about all this last week. And I love this concept of building a community, and it really resonates for us because um, one of our key challenges is that the business case for sustainability is proven. Like the research shows it's better for your growth. It's better for your resilience. It's better for your productivity. But when it comes down to physical evidence for just Joe Schmo's business, um, it's hard to find those case studies. And so we love this idea of building a community. 
But the magic from our programs comes from being hands-on with internal teams and co-designing with them. So I'm really curious about if you have any suggestions or ideas in terms of how to build a hybrid model that doesn't lose that intimacy and impact of the accelerator with this community of a 12-month program. Yeah, definitely. Well, I think that something that could be super, super powerful would be continuing to do this four-week accelerator to walk them through those initial steps to discover the triple bottom line opportunities, but then to move them into a group setting once those four weeks are done, where they get guidance and support and feedback and ideas coupled with community in order to implement these things. And I could even see there being a set call each week where it's actually collaboration from other companies with the same mission and goal of driving profitable, sustainable growth using these strategies where they're actually doing collaboration. So people are getting on and saying, hey, we're working on this right now. This is what's working for us. This is why it's working. And then someone else is saying, you know, we've done something like that for us. It looks like this. So there's a continuum of, okay, we do the accelerator. We set up the initial work. We take action on it. But then this is really a commitment, right? This is a commitment to like the way that we're going to build our business from this point forward. It's not just this quick little like idea session that we then kind of go out and end up going back to doing what we were already doing. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, and I think that's one of the things that we've we've discussed as a challenge is we don't want to be your typical consultancy that hands a report and walks away. We're about impact and we want our, our clients to see that impact and get excited about it. So I think that that, yeah, that would definitely resonate. So I would really think about, Vanessa, how can you, as you build and grow the company, develop multiple individuals on your team that can go out and deliver these four-week accelerators so that it's not, you know, just you or just you and, you know, one or two, like build a team of people that can do these four-week accelerators, but then they're also facilitators inside the long-term program, right? And I think that given the caliber and the type of person that would even sign up for this work to begin with, there's a lot of value there in creating a community of people. Because to me, it sounds like these people are innovators, they're pioneers, they're people that are like really paving the way in their industry. And so I think there would be a lot of value in providing an opportunity for them to connect with one another as well. Yeah. And so I guess my other question would be, would you start off straight away, like giving them access to the community or would you take them through the four weeks handhold and like really keep them in an incubator and then introduce them? Yeah, I think there's pros and cons. And I think I would want you to test both. I think okay. that the pro is obviously like keeping them focused and being really, really tight in those four weeks is awesome. Right. And it's like, let's just get through this initial focus. Let's do this first push, get some results, and then we'll kind of bring you in. On the flip side, I I do feel like there is a level of commitment that comes with people coming into a community. I talk about this in live launch all the time. When you put Mm -hmm. yourself in the stream with other people that are doing this work, they're committed to the work, they're taking action, they're getting results, guess what? You're a lot less likely to fall off the wagon because there's people that are kind of pushing you on that stream surrounding you. So I personally feel that there would be benefit and value to trying it both ways. 
I really do. If it were me, I would probably take the next two clients that I brought in and I would say, okay, you know, I'm going to test out putting together this community with the clients that I've already worked with. And maybe even what you do to get it started is, you know, I don't know if you guys are live launching, you could obviously live launch this, but you could even um, have a, um, an alumni group, right. Of people that already did your four week accelerator yeah. in a community to kind of test it out and like, get the vibe down and figure out like what you want this to look like and feel like. And those people might get complimentary access for the first six months or something like that so that you can kind of get the wheels mm -hmm. with the people you already have. And then the next few people that you bring in, like I said, you could test out one person. You're just going to keep in the four weeks solo, then move into the group. The next person you can test out coming right in and just see how quickly do they integrate what are the results that they get? And I think you'll have a clear answer from there. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And do you think testing with just two clients is enough to give you really that that gut reaction to I what's going works? Because yeah. I think that's exactly <laughs> it. It's not even so much the data. You're going to be able to observe things so quickly that you're going to be like, okay, I like this. I don't like that. This works. This doesn't work. It doesn't take a ton for you to be able to really start to kind of see those trends and be, and make decisions based on it. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Awesome. <laughs> I love the work that you're doing. It's so, so powerful. Thank and you. it sounds like you're really going to get to work with some awesome change makers. So that's, that's a really cool thing that you're doing. Oh, thank you. And that means a lot. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And thank you for coming on the show today. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Awesome. I hope this was helpful and, and I will be watching. I'll see you on the inside. Yes. See you there. <laughs> Bye. All right. Let's see if we can get Haley on here. Hey, Haley. Hey. How are you? Good. How are you? Good. I'm excited to have you on the show today. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it's really, really nice to be here. I was, I was so shocked and surprised and I'm really excited to be able to talk to you about my budding business. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Definitely. So why don't you start by introducing yourself, tell everybody about what your business is and what you do. And then why don't you share your question with everybody? Okay, sure. Well, um, my name is Hallie Agostinelli and I am the owner of Virtual Matters, which is a virtual assistant company. And um, I started out in UE in March with the intention of kind of um, being a one-stop shop for our live launchers and ended up finding my niche in the um, live launch support world, social selling, you know, the whole Facebook communities. Um, and I got to the point where I pretty much booked myself out. And now I have a couple of people that are also doing launches for me, you know, alongside of me. And I'm to the point now where I want to take my business to the next level, but being a service-based business, it's a little bit different than some of the others inside of UE. Um, and it's Hallie, they want Hallie, right? Because it's, I, I provide a certain level of relationship and coaching on my own, even through the launch, even though it's not in my job description. So I'm doing, as I'm adding people, of course, I'm super, super careful about um, the kind of person I'm adding. They have to have that, that thing that you can't describe that I know that they'll do a great job, but to, to scale this on another level is, is almost a little overwhelming. And I think I'm going to get in the way um, because um they're used to me and and how do I not burn myself out but scale a service-based business as opposed to a coaching program or something like that without yeah. killing myself in the process 
Yeah, absolutely. So there's a couple different ways that you can go. And the, but the first thing is just kind of similar to stuff. It all starts with a mindset shift. So all of us being service-based businesses, we always believe initially that we're the only ones that can do what we do. And it is true that in the beginning, the clients are really tied to you. They're really accustomed to working with you and they don't want you to hand them off to someone else. But over time, it gets to the point where because your staff that you're building has the time and the ability to serve the clients and to give them what they need, it really gets to a point where your clients really truly will end up getting better service and better results from your clients than they could from you because that's their focus. You're the business owner, you're managing the team, you're managing the clients, you're running the company, and then you're trying to do the thing too, right? Right. So in terms of directionally, I think that there's a couple different ways that you could go. One way could be obviously developing your own certification for live launch support staff. Okay. So you could develop a certification where, you know, whoever you're, you're training, um, you know, can say, I want to learn how to do what you do, Haley, and I'm going to pay you $5,000 or $10,000 to go through, you know, a 10 week training so that I can, you know, do this. Or you can build a team of people that you manage, right, that you are teaching to provide this, this support that you are doing. Um, so I think what you have to decide is, do you want to be in the world of managing lots of people that do the thing? Or do you want to be in the world of teaching lots of people to do the thing? Does that make sense? It does. And I um, just, just because it came up as a need, I started a quick... Um, service called train your team. So there was some, I couldn't help serve someone that I was booked. There was, I couldn't, my team couldn't do it. They couldn't do it. And they said, well, I have a VA, but they don't understand live launch. I'm like, here, let me throw a package together. And it was not $5,000. It wasn't $5,000, but it was a, you know, it was a quick and dirty, let's get them ready. Sure. Um, and I said, I love doing this. Like when I was, when I was doing it in that moment, um, I, it brought back a lot of my training and development that I did when I ran the last organization that I was in where I was all training and coaching. <clears throat> so I, I really am like, I need to expand on that a little bit. So that's a good point because the thought of um, trusting a launch to somebody and having them mess it up breaks my heart. So that's a really, that's a hard thing for me to imagine having 20 of me and how does that happen? Although I want to maybe do a little bit of both, like could yeah. you do a little bit of both, like, you know, have a, a, a somewhat medium team, but still expand on the other. Or do you think it really should be one direction or the other? Well, no, I mean, I think that you certainly can provide VA services to business owners and have a boutique agency that does that. And then you can also have a certification program, right? Okay. Um, I know, for example, there are lots of people in UE all the time that need support, right? They need support for their launches. And, you know, I think there's even an opportunity for people like you said, that need their VA trained for launch, um, you know, to, to go through a VA, you know, launch training program. And you could have something that's running all year long where it's like you throw your VA in there, you know, and they're going through these trainings to learn how to be, you know, support and people can get someone in a couple of weeks before launch and then, you know, have a certain amount of time that they're staying on board or whatever the case. So I think, I think there's a lot of opportunity there. Okay. 
Thank you so much. I really appreciate your counsel. Yeah, that was great. That was great. Yeah, absolutely. Keep up the great work, Ellie. And you have gotten so many glowing testimonials from the people in UE. Oh my gosh, I know. I hear your name flying around all the time. Everyone that's ever worked with you has been excited. I know you're going to be doing some work with us for Give Her Courage, which I'm super excited about. So uh, really yeah, I love it. I absolutely love it. I found my jam. So I'm, I'm thrilled. Very excited for you. Um, I think you have some clients here on the line. So you may want to check the feed afterwards. I think there's people that Maybe, are, right? they need some, they need some Kelly in their life. So. Thanks. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much, Kelly. Have a great day. All right. Awesome. Awesome. So thank you guys so, so much for hanging out for another episode of the Unstoppable Entrepreneur Show. This was an awesome Q&A. Hope you guys got some mindset shifts and came up with some ideas to grow, grow, grow those businesses. And I want to remind you that if you want to be featured on one of these um, client or prospect or market testimonial shows where we do live Q&A, take a screenshot of yourself watching the show, write a testimonial on iTunes, shoot it into my team. Let us know you're hanging out in the community. Nicole, we would love to have you on the show. Absolutely. Let my team know you want to be a part of it and we'll see you back here next week. Thanks everybody. Bye. Clients are bombarding us, asking us about products we recommend and what companies that we absolutely love. And while we are building out a custom app, we have all of our housing and training modules in Kajabi and we absolutely love it. If you're looking for a simple way to store your membership training, your courses, your programs, this is your one-stop solution. You can use it as an email service provider, landing pages, and basically anything else you could possibly need to build your business online. If you're interested in giving it a try, you can grab a free trial by visiting unstoppableentrepreneur.com forward slash Kajabi.